in 2012 what happened i joined ncert and when i joined ncert i realized that the time and effort which i have invested in my work i completely ignored my family and the investment which i made there i realized that investment was not balanced hello fellow risk takers and welcome to my worst investment ever Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. To reduce risk in your life, go to myworstinvestmentever.com today and take the risk reduction assessment I created from the lessons I've learned from more than 500 guests. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guests, Harjit Singh Kanduja. Harjit, are you ready to join the mission? Yep. All set. I am ready to have you, too. There's so many interesting things about you, as I mentioned before, and we just ended our little chat off mic where we were talking about our personalities and our styles, and maybe we'll share a little bit about that, but... Harjeet is an international speaker, author, poet, poet, wow, visionary, inventor, influencer, and an HR leader. He is an alumnus of IIT, Roarkey, and INSEAD. He is currently working with Reliance Geo. He is a SAP HCM consultant, Six Sigma Green Belt, and assessor for Predictive Index. He has three published patents and his book, Nothing About Business has been a bestseller on Amazon. My goodness, Harjeet, take a minute and tell us about the value you bring to this beautiful world. So thank you, Andrew, for having me here on your show. The value I bring to the table is I simplify things. That is what I do for living also. And I simplify things so that people can be happy and businesses can be happy. Or whosoever I touch, that person can be happy. So... My life is all about simplifying things. Mm. Why is it that simplification can lead to happiness? Look, if things are simple, you don't have to strain yourself. Then you can enjoy things. Look, if you enjoy, like right now, if I take a stress off what is Andrew going to do with me in the worst podcast ever, then I will be in stress. Right now, I am enjoying because... You are a very structured guy. And as I said, I am not. I live life as it comes. So it's interesting because, you know, in this world, it's like we need both types. If everybody was super structured like me, we would structure ourselves into destruction. And we need that creativity. And I'm just curious, you know, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about because there's one word in your bio that kind of throws me, and that is your poet. What does that mean? Tell me about it. So poetry is also about observation and passing on a message which strikes you. So this is like, you can say, wordsmithing or a simplification of, it is a different perspective which you are sharing with the world. And that is what I have been doing. Mm. I will tell you, and this has the base for this entire podcast. I was born in a small town called Bareilly. 
and like my father was a scholar he was double ma and he was teaching in bareilly college so like when i used to go with him people used to go and touch his feet that was the aura of my father at that point in time and i was very carefree like i remember writing a exam and the bell rang instead of completing the question at that point in time i said okay let me go and enjoy and i did not complete the question and you know what happened i failed i was in class 2 very very young i did not understand what that meant especially for my father who is a scholar and his son failed in class 2 that time i saw my father running from pillar to post to get me admitted in another good school and that was a realization which i had that what failure does to you i had more pain for my father i was still carefree and when my father was seeing me carefree he started believing that this kid is weak and i realized that when he shifted me from hindi from english medium school to a hindi medium school in class 8 and it was a shocker for me like whatever i studied the language of that study changed and i was not able to understand the language itself in the first mid term again i failed but somehow i was able to pass with grace marks you can say that Hmm. and then i worked hard and i got 60% marks because he wanted me to be a professor for being a professor his criteria was that you have to get 60% marks somehow i got 60% marks in class 8 and that time i learned one thing that i have to work hard i have to work extra hard hmm. and when i gave my 10th class examination i was thinking i will get 60% but i got 80% marks getting 80% marks in up board examination it is supposed to be one of the toughest boards was like miraculous and that day i saw in my father's eyes that this kid can do something in his life and he literally had that i will have to again think about your future because i was underestimating you i i did not think that you can do it so that extra hard became a formula for my life hmm. and this is the baseline of my life or this is the baseline of the podcast the worst investment ever <laughs> that extra hard is the formula for success wow and is this your story of your worst investment ever i don't know it sounds like, like it sounds like that's a, that's a good one but I'm going to still ask you that question but before we do I want you to just talk about your book nothing about business because I didn't have time to read it but I was reading the reviews and I wrote down I wrote down some thoughts I wrote down business stories short lessons learned powerful simple and to the point simplicity management concepts basics That's what I thought from what I picked up from what people got from your book but maybe you can tell the listeners what they would gain from reading your book. So I sent the book for several reviews and one of the 
reviewers what he wrote was and i particularly like that that i pick up this book and every day i read one story and i learn something so these are simple stories from the life you can call them micro stories so no story is more than one page long mm. few words might bring a smile on your face you might relate to it and you might i draw parallels lot of parallels between life and business mm. so when you start imagining okay this is how it will translate into business the story turns out to be much more powerful because you are imagine you are using your imagination to fit it in your business context and that's how or that's why people like the book in fact i sent it to a professor in us i thought he would not read it he said send me the whole book and then he disappeared for 15 days and i thought okay it's fine he will not read it but after 15 days he came back he said yesterday i got time i sat for 3 hours and i read the entire book this book anyone can read who is a child to a person who is so from 8 years to 80 years old everyone can read it everyone can learn from it so it is that kind of a book fantastic you know i was going back to you you talking also about that getting the 80 the score of 80 and delivering that to your father and and the pride that i'm sure he felt i went back to do my phd when i was 47 i was working and doing my phd you know so it was a very busy time but in 2016 i flew home to america to see my mom and dad and i was able to bring my dissertation and my graduation documents to my father who had a phd in organic chemistry and share it with him and he was 82 at the time and shortly after that he passed away and oh. i felt like i felt like as a son I made my father proud and I'm sure that you did the same you know and what more can we ask for in life than to make our parents proud and I know that there's many things that we do all of us in our in our youth and in our life where we make mistakes or we don't even know what we're doing and we hurt our parents or people around us but it's such a great thing when we turn it around and I really want to challenge to the listeners you know even though you may have made big mistakes and you may have had difficulties in your life you can always turn that around and so i really you know relate with the story that you told and it touches me so i appreciate it thank you well now it's time to share your worst investment ever and since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story so andrew i don't know about my worst investment but I was thinking this is your worst investment to call me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you chose me. And I know like we have been interacting for more than 6 weeks and these 6 weeks I was thinking like what is my worst investment? And it took me a long time to think of a worst investment and finally I found that what was my worst investment it was the ppf account which my father asked me to open 
and year on year i kept investing in that account without knowing why i am investing i never owned it up but apart from that while doing that deliberation i realized it is not that i have not made mistakes i realized i have made many mistakes but i never saw them as mistakes and i will give that credit to you because otherwise i would have never thought about it in my entire life it is a saying in our house that if a milk gets spoiled we don't cry over the spoiled milk we make cheese out of it so that is how what my attitude has been like my father wanted me to be a doctor mm. and i decided to be an engineer because all my friends were going for engineering so was there a thought behind it it was just instinct that is what i want was that a mistake might be like when i had to choose for between engineering colleges so one college i was getting computer science and another college iit roorkee i was getting metallurgy i took metallurgy means i don't know what bit me but i liked the college i said yeah this is the college i want to be with or this is the college i like and i went for it after that i realized that i need to change my branch so i changed my branch i had to work hard for it mm. that extra hard thing so i worked extra hard to get my branch changed afterwards at the time of placements everyone was joining it because it was the craze at that point in time that you are going to make your it is going to be the future i joined an automobile company and that too as an industrial engineer now right now i have got three patents in it or technology so my heart also was in it and in my first job also i did it only but in an automobile company so in 2008 when the entire market was bad everything was going down i was working with a stable company big brand good position reputation everything set and i joined a startup 2008 who joins a startup and i never realized that i was making these mistakes because i was taking those risks because i found yeah this is an exciting thing to do mm. and i did those things and i never felt bad like that ppf investment because these were my choices and i made these choices work for me by working extra hard this is what my habit is so i made engineering work i made that automobile company that i understand the domain much better than the other it guys because i have lived in that domain i joined a startup in 2008 worked extra hard to make that startup work and did acquisitions and made sure that i am not getting fired from that startup and really made that big so i never wanted to fail again you know when i went for one of my interviews with a big organization it was say 2004 and i went for interview interview was at 1 am in the morning interview happened at 1 am in the morning and the guy looked at the resume and said are you sure whatever you have written in your resume you have done that i said if you don't believe it then i will go so he said no no sit 
you know we are a kind of a we are a big company but we work like a startup so you will have to work 16 hours a day and i said that is easy because right now i'm working 18 hours a day <laughs> so i never wanted to fail again so i worked extra hard hmm. and then in 2012 what happened i joined insiad and when i joined insiad i realized that the time and effort which i have invested in my work i completely ignored my family and the investment which i made there i realized that investment was not balanced and insiad actually taught me that if you balance things then you can be more productive it is not that you are working 16 hours or 18 hours a day then only you can be productive that means you are insecure mm. and i got this realization when i was thinking when you pushed me to think about it and why i'm saying you pushed me to think about it because you did not give up you sent me message week after week in fact once in between i tried to book a slot and then i said no i don't have talking points so when i was sure yeah this is the mistake which i have made this extra hard is the worst investment i have made i would have worked smarter mm. rather than working harder and 2012 actually changed my life then i started looking at life holistically rather than a unidimensional thing which you are working on my life is better my wife is better <laughs> so how would you describe the lessons that you've learned i mean it sounds like you've really gone through a thought process or a journey in your own mind of the things that you've been through and your the way you handled them the way you reacted to them how would you summarize the lessons so i will tell you two short stories which will summarize the lessons so i was on a call with my office colleagues and we were solving a problem we were solving a problem so they were pulling various pieces of data and working on it and i was advising them this is how you should do it this is what you should look at and they were trying to figure out and after an hour they solved the problem and then i realized this whole time i was speaking on mute and i realized boss they can solve the problem on their own so should you be sitting and running with them or should you be helping them where they need help rather than spending time like this that is the first lesson learned second is i was traveling with a driver i was traveling in a cab and i asked the driver which is the most most profitable day he said sir most profitable day is monday but i don't work on mondays i said why you don't work on mondays he said because my wife has a off on monday so i also take off on monday otherwise what will i do with the money i make and that was such a hard thing is realization a simple way to say the same thing which i learned in 2012 that you have to take care of family you have to take care of your inner self 
so that you can be more productive it is when you harness everyone's energy then you can work in a broader environment you can grow up and you can do much more things in life mm. not only for your business so my business is better my capability for business is better my delivery is better after working less number of hours and then i'm author i'm a poet i'm a inventor influencer and now i'm trying to become a painter and a photographer so i have lot of things which i am exploring within myself because i have created that extra bandwidth for myself because when i am happy then only i can spread happiness mm. so many things are going through my head when i when i'm listening to you talk but i was just imagining you know you as a young man kind of a young kid bouncing around and just kind of i was thinking about how would i describe it i would describe it like happy go lucky try this do that it was you didn't feel the pressure that society maybe puts on you you got to do the right thing and and you did the wrong thing in some cases and then you had to you know come back from it and it was hard so on the one hand it feels like you had happiness and and kind of you pursued what you wanted and another hand you suffered some of the consequences of that too but it just it sounds that's kind of my first thing i'm just imagining you going through life and and coming to those decision points i also want to highlight something i wrote down which is balance and i was just giving a a seminar for business owners and i was talking about finance and i was explaining that there's two factors in finance one is profitability what's the net profit margin of the company or that type of thing and the other one is growth what's the eps growth of a company what i explain is that these are opposing forces i can increase the profit margin of a company very quickly by cutting the sales staff by cutting marketing but that's going to impact future growth and i can increase the growth of a company very easily by reducing prices but that's going to reduce profitability and so they are opposing forces and when i think about the word that you wrote that you said i wrote down balance and i think that life is a balance of opposing forces i i'm reminded of in that discussion that i had i introduced the students to a really great mind a guy named thomas soul in america and he says no solutions only trade-offs and i just thought that's so brilliant you know that life is about opposing forces and we're constantly making trade-offs so you really got me thinking about that is there anything that you would add to what i've just shared no that was a beautiful story which you talked about two forces and you explained it in financial terms i really like that yeah that's something i Growth think and I, profitability yeah i uh, i like you know you talk started the whole podcast off talking about simplifying things and i think i have a course called finance made ridiculously simple and i am always kind of sad that i used to teach a course for masters in marketing and i went to this class every time and and i asked I about 70 students and i asked them to raise their hand if they hate finance and they maybe about 75% of people raised their hand and i told them you know let's make today the last day that you ever say that 
Finance is not that complicated. Let's try to make it as simple as possible and think about how we can use it to our favor. And we can only do that through simplicity. And so your simplicity uh, comment that you made at the beginning really rings true. So I appreciate that. Now, based upon what you've learned from the stories that you've told and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid or maybe reduce suffering some of the same fate? One thing I would suggest is that learn to delegate and trust. And when you start doing that, it is, it is not easy because the kind of work you can do and the kind of quality you can produce, you will find that others will take time to catch up to that level of quality or delivery standards. But if you don't develop them, then you can never sit back. So delegation and trust along with reviewing skills. So it is not that you delegated and you said, okay, now I'm free. You can't do that. You have to continuously review. You have to improve your reviewing skills so that you can positively contribute to the success of people. And I would sum up saying that a lot of people talk about servant leadership. So servant leadership is not about becoming a servant and doing everything yourself. It is about providing space. So if you do that, if you provide a space by delegating and trusting people and continuously reviewing, chances of your success will be much, much higher and you will be able to do a lot more things in your business itself and handle much more than what you are handling right now. Fantastic. And what would be a resource that you'd recommend for our listeners? Look, if you want to develop yourself in this direction, I can tell you what I did. So how I got this inclination, I read a few of the books. Uh, one was uh, Goal by Ellie Goldratt. And that was an amazing book. That was a storytelling. And I found that if somebody can tell you a story and then you can learn, nothing better than that. And some of the concepts I got clarified from that book. Then another book which I read and really enjoyed was a book called Well Done. This is about C-word. So how they, actually, this book is about performance management and how they make whales perform. So if somebody can do performance management for whales, then will that be, is it more difficult for human beings? And another book which I read was Ricardo Semler, Semco, how he built the company from scratch. And there are a couple of movies if you want to watch. One movie is founder, the story of McDonald's, that mm -hmm. how McDonald's became so big. There are so many lessons to be learned from. Like, these are the things if you start seeing, then you start observing a trend or you start seeing patterns. And if you are able to see patterns, then you are a much better leader in terms of decision-making. Mm. So these are the resources I will suggest. You can change your books or movies but important is if you start seeing patterns, it will help you with most of the decisions you make. Fantastic. 
I think we've got some good reading. And I haven't seen that McDonald's movie, so you've kind of reminded me. I, I, I definitely want to see it. So Beautiful movie. Yeah, I'm excited. Last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? So what I do is every year I make a plan for myself. So generally I do it in a calendar year. And this calendar year, I was busy writing a book. So I did not do that. So I have to complete my plan for this year. That what are the things which I want to do in the year? I have seen if I prepare a plan, then I'm able to do 60 to 70% of those things Mm. for myself in that year. At least I have that goal and vision for myself that this is how I want to be or this is what all I want to achieve. So, Got it. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't yet taken the risk reduction assessment, I challenge you to go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and start building wealth the easy way by reducing risk. As we conclude, Harjeet, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Yeah, it is okay to fail. Just believe in yourself. Whatever you have got, nobody can take that from you. So it's absolutely okay to fail. Beautiful message. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying thank you for joining our mission, and I'll see you on the upside.